Good morning. Good morning. Please let my words speak for you. Standing here this morning on this beautiful, crisp fall morning, I think about seasons. The seasons of the year, the seasons of my life. And I am in deep gratitude, knowing that there is, a, there is one source of all, and that that source flows through me as me, and through each one here, in this room, in the Zoom room, on Facebook. There is one. We are one. And so it, on this beautiful fall morning, thinking about the seasons of my life, I'm grateful. They come and go so fast sometimes. And so I want to just slow down and enjoy them. And to that end, I open my heart. I open my mind. I open my soul as I prepare to listen to Reverend Diana talk about seasons with deep joy, deep gratitude, and knowledge that each one here receives exactly what they need. I know that even as I speak the words, everything is coming into fruition, and so I just say thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. And so it is. Amen. So, good morning. Welcome to our Teze experience this morning. My name is Reverend Diana Johnson, and I'm the pastor and spiritual director at Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. And we welcome you home to our beloved community. And even more so, we welcome you home to your own Mystic Heart. That's where God dwells in you and where your answers can be found. And so as we um, gently move into the flow of meditation, the meditative flow of uh, Teze this morning, we begin by joining our voices in song, joining ourselves in the vibration of chant. Welcome home. 
Let your own intuition start to guide you to heaven's So we continue our meditative journey this morning, if we haven't already done so, by closing our eyes 
and turning the gaze inward, settling into the breath. Noticing any tension anywhere in the body and letting it go. With every inhalation, scanning the body, pausing, and with every exhalation, relaxing just a little bit more. Breathing in, pause, breathing out, pause, and taking a a few breaths on your own in which you are aware of all four parts of the breath. The inhale, the pausing, the exhale, and the pausing. (laughs) Savoring the experience of breathing. lingering between the inhale and the exhale. And remembering that it is the presence that breathes you. Grounded in this powerful presence, we enter into sacred ritual. We form and hold a powerful vision Together we envision a web of consciousness that encircles and completely surrounds and infuses the earth. We see in the mind's eye and we feel with every aspect of our being that we are a point of radiant light in that web. Now as we expand our awareness, we sense that same light shining in and from every human being with no exceptions. Extending that awareness to those who for us are easy to love and then on to those who might not be. One by one, we acknowledge every creature as an expression of divine light. Every plant and rock and grain of sand everywhere on the planet. The soil and the water that support life. 
shimmering with God's radiant light. The clouds and the heavenly bodies all aglow with the light of spirit. We know that there is no separation between us. We are all of one light, of one life. We feel our inherent interconnectedness. As one human family, we acknowledge our personal responsibility and our role as caretakers in sacred service to one another, to all life forms, and to the beautiful planet that sustains us all. Grounded in spiritual light, grounded in our oneness, we center our awareness in this month's theme, Sacred Time. And we explore the powerful ebb and flow of spirit moving through the seasons of the year and the seasons of a lifetime. In our daily lives, we seek to move gracefully between chronos or clock time, and kairos, or a flowing sense of timelessness. We are reminded that as we attend to the cycles of breath, the sway of our dance with time becomes more elegant. The perceived boundaries between the two start to dissolve. We spiral out from the cycles of our breath to the recurring cycles that we call our days. We find ways to remember to stop, breathe, connect with our divine nature, with our personal experience of God. This movement into sacred time invites us to continue moving outward on the spiral from the daily cycle. And so we expand our awareness to include weekly rhythms. We attend to the naturally occurring seven-day cycles of nature to remind us that all of creation needs regular times of rest and renewal. And we consider what it means to build Sabbath into our weeks. Weeks become months. And we mark time by noticing the phases of the moon. How she serves to remind us that there are times of waxing and waning times to bask in fullness and times to move into darkness. 
this morning our contemplations move even further outward along that spiral. We bring our awareness to the seasons of the year. We shift our attention from lunar cycles to solar cycles. Being present to the changing of the seasons as thresholds of invitation. Spring is a dynamic time of blossoming when the world begins to break open through the splendor of color. Summer is a season of fruitfulness and fullness when the earth's bounty comes to her fullness and we are well nourished. Autumn enters into the great release of the earth, harvesting the gifts and releasing what is not necessary. And winter calls us into the grace of stillness and incubation, knowing the dark has her own wisdom and that wisdom must be embraced before spring arrives again. We acknowledge the connections between the Celtic movement through the seasons and the Christian liturgical year. How the Christian feasts became aligned with the great turning of the year. Winter solstice with the birth of Christ. The summer solstice with the birth of John the Baptizer. The spring equinox with the Annunciation when Mary says yes to bearing the Christ child. And the autumnal equinox with John the Baptist. the two great figures of the New Testament are intimately linked to the stations of the sun. Other Christian feasts coincide with the midpoints that exist in each season. All saints and all souls days 
are celebrated at Samhain, which recognizes when the veil is thin between heaven and earth, and the dark half of the year begins. The feast of St. Bridget and the presentation of Christ in the temple occur near the Celtic celebration of Imbolc, the beginning of the earliest signs of spring and the agricultural year. The Easter season and Pentecost fall near Belton, which begins the brightest half of the year. and the Feast of Christ's Transfiguration falls near Lunasa, which honors the first fruits of the harvest. Each of these points on the wheel of the year offers us a threshold in time. A threshold space is a doorway into a new way of being a new season of life and a new invitation. If we are attentive to the turning of the seasons, we can discover their rhythms deep within our own hearts. <coughs> Thresholds Liminal spaces are places or states of unknowing, openness, ambiguity, and indeterminacy. In these liminal spaces, we let go of our definitions of who we are and of old stories and understandings and welcome in new ones. There is uncertainty about how each season will unfold in our lives, how the questions raised by the earth's turning will interact with our life story in this particular moment in time. Each new season calls us deeper within, calls us to yield to its invitation, to stop striving and grasping, and to fully embrace what the moment has to offer.
Each Sunday, we gather together in beloved community to acknowledge and celebrate our spiritual nature, our inherent divinity, that part of us which is eternal. We set this day aside as sacred time, dedicated to the contemplation of the mystery which is beyond time, beyond space, yet in which we live, move, and have our being. Thomas Kelly wrote, In periods of relaxed listening and expectancy, the silence within us seems to merge with a creative silence within the heart of God, and we hear eternity's whispers, and we become miracles of eternity breaking into time. Live a listening life. Order your outward life so that nothing drowns out the listening. In seasonal time now, we are about halfway between Samhain and the winter solstice. Temperatures are cooling. Trees gently release their leaves. Daylight hours shorten. And we spend more time in the embrace of darkness. The sacred night envelops us in silence where we may listen and hear the whispers of eternity. Listening in the dark, sacred silence, we are reminded that this too shall pass. Our faith assures us that the light will return and that for a time we are being nurtured and protected in the dark womb of the Divine Mother. All of creation is born in darkness and in the fullness of time emerges into the light. With eyes closed, sharing the sacred silence, we make ourselves fully available to spirit, knowing that the silence is a container for our communion with the Creator, we reach out with our thoughts to Divine Mind, with our feelings to the Heart of God, and with our spirit to the One Spirit. We open our hearts as we listen with our inner ear in relaxed expectancy for the inspiration that is uniquely ours trusting that it finds its way to us, born on the, wind, on the whispers of eternity.
returning our awareness to this room, this time, to our experience in this sacred moment, we give thanks. Grateful for this time together in communion with spirit, grateful for the sweet inspiration contained within our very own whispers of eternity. Thank you, God, for everyone and for everything. I invite you to know with me now that spirit is moving powerfully through each of us and through our beloved community. Individually and collectively, we are a powerful spiritual influence on our world. As we evolve in consciousness, the benefits of our growth ripple out, blessing the entire world. We open our hearts, minds, bodies, spirits, and souls now, receiving the divine wisdom imparted to us as Reverend Diana continues to guide our exploration of the seasons of the year and the seasons of our lifetime. Beautiful words. Order my outward life so that nothing drowns out the listening. We move now into reflection on the rhythms of your life and its wider arc as part of the sacred rhythms of time. Every human life moves in seasons. Childhood, young adulthood, midlife, and elderhood, which can be compared to the earth seasons of spring, summer, fall, and winter. As we grow in spiritual maturity, we increase our capacity for being present to the sacredness of every moment. We discover and spend more time engaging with the great mystery, the unknowable and indefinable nature of life, of God, and in that experience, there develops a kind of tension. Our minds want to know, want to understand, but have a limited range of perception. And so we must learn to live with a certain amount of ambiguity. This is the nature of life there will always be a certain amount of tension between our experience of God as both imminent and transcendent. 
between the colorful blooming of spring flowers outside and the sometimes darkness of our inner life. Between the joy of a new relationship and the simultaneous grief at the loss of a loved one. Life is forever offering both hope and loss woven together. Our call is to hold the full spectrum of our experience, honoring it all, and allowing nature to be a wise guide in the process. The rhythms and cycles of the seasons help us to cultivate this capacity for full presence in the face of tension. We must resist the dualistic ways we have trained to think in this culture and befriend the full range of what is happening in a given moment. So holding this truth close to your heart, know with me now that there is one life, one source of all that exists, I call that one God. I call that one Spirit. The all that is and ever shall be. And knowing that God is all that is, each of us is and must be a perfect and intentional expression of that divinity. So we step fully into what that means. Made in the image and likeness of our Creator, with all of the aspects and qualities and powers of spirit already given, inherently present. Awaiting our discovery and our expression. So as we move through this season that we call fall and into the winter, we know that there is a season for all things. Whatever season we are in within our own lives, we embrace it fully allowing ourselves to experience the full spectrum of what life has to offer. Setting down any resistance to anything that comes and surrendering into the flow of sacred time, surrendering into the flow of spirit, allowing it to carry us gracefully And so just relaxed in this knowing and this acceptance, I release this prayer allowing it to serve its purpose to open the space for the graceful transition of seasons, 
And in this release, I acknowledge the gift that life is. I acknowledge that life means so much to each one of us. And I release my word trusting in the flow of sacred time, in the eternal presence of spirit, and in the present moment. I release my word in deep faith that spirit is always with me, guiding my every breath. And together we say, and so it is. Amen. Every day is a journal page Every man holds a quill and ink And there's plenty of room for writing in All we do and believe and think So will you compose a curse Or will today bring blessings Fill the page with rhyming verse Or some random sketching Count the days, teach us to make the days count, lead us in the better ways. Somehow our souls forgot, life means so much, life means so much, life means so much. Every day is a bank account, and time is our so nobody's rich, nobody's poor You get 24 hours So how are you gonna spend? Will you the best or the strongest? Try to get ahead or help someone who's under Teach us to count the days just to make the days count Lead us in better ways Some our souls forgot Life means so much Life means so much Life means so much Does anybody live to know the value of life? Don't you think is all a place to work the views of mine. Teach us to count the days. Teach us to make the days count. Lead us in better ways. Some our souls forgot. Life means so much. Life means so much.
so we come to the close of our Teze for this morning, offering you the opportunity to share of your financial gifts should you choose to do so in support of the uh, incredible work that this community is doing. And so as you are offered this opportunity, please hold this community deeply to your heart and uh, know with us that there are just so many blessings and that you are each one of our blessings. receive your blessings of financial support this morning. We receive with open hearts your gifts of time and talent and skill and treasure and love and dedication and support. The list is ongoing. Without each of these gifts, we would cease to be. So thank you, Spirit, as the one source moving through all of these hearts and hands for all of the gifts of this and every day. And with gratitude, we release this prayer in full acceptance of what it brings. And so it is. So it is. So it is. Mm. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining Teze this morning. You are invited, um, if you're here with us physically, to have some coffee. Uh, come back in 15 minutes or so for a conscious conversation. Um, and just thank you for being here this morning. We honor you.
and may God always answer your prayer. God bless you. Good morning. morning. Please let my words speak for you, both here in the room, in the Zoom room, and on Facebook, because we know that we are all one, one source flowing through each and every one of us, as each and every one of us, individuals connected at the heart. So right here in this beautiful, crisp fall morning, filled with the joy and the love and the laughter, I bring myself into this one present moment, this perfect moment. And in this space, I open my heart, I open my mind, I open my soul. As Reverend Diana talks about the seasons of the year, seasons of our lives. With deep gratitude as I look back over my seasons, knowing that everything is ongoing. There are many seasons, but I stop to savor each one. I know that each one here today will get exactly what they need physically and mentally and spiritually. And so I just pause knowing that my words are already coming into fruition as I say thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back, if you were here earlier, or welcome in, if you weren't, to our Conscious Conversations. We're Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. My name is Reverend Diana Johnson, if you're new with us online today. And I'm the pastor and spiritual director of our spiritual center, and I welcome you home to our community. And I welcome you home, deep into the, the source where all of your wisdom is, your own mystic heart. So this is a little bit upbeat this part of our Sunday gathering, and so I invite you to get into the spirit. Should you choose to, get up, move, sing, dance, whatever, join us.
I invite you to stand back up and pretend you're, no, I won't say that. Anyway, stand back up if you want to get your whole body involved in this ritual that we begin every conscious conversation with. Ah, if you want to get your whole body involved in this vision for a love-soaked world, I invite you to close your eyes and reach in whatever way feels good for your body. Taking a moment to feel the vibration of God in this space. Feeling the vibration of spirit coursing through your body. Maybe you feel it coming up from the earth and into your feet, into your legs, and up, 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 up and out through your hands and your arms and your face and the top of your head. Maybe it's even making a, a cycle, a circle of energy coming in, moving through, and being given back out again. We embody the divine connection. and We join this morning in sacred ritual, feeling the power of creation move through as together we hold our vision for a love-soaked world where peace and joy and abundance and generosity and justice and freedom are the living principles that guide every life. Where all humans practice loving kindness and compassion and where all humans care for our planet as the loving mother that she is. We are creating a world where all needs are met, where all beings have plenty of nourishing food, the safety and comfort of home, medical care and education, loving relationships, right livelihood, creative expression and a deep sense of belonging with one another and belonging right here, right now on this planet. We are building a world in which all beings are valued for their inherent goodness and light where the peace that we cultivate within us shows up in our world as a world free of hatred and free of violence. We're creating a world that knows no greed, where every one of us feels a deep sense of enoughness and that having enough is abundance where every being deserves and receives all that is needed for a full and rich and contented life. In this new world of our creation, every member of the human family serves as a conscious vessel through which God's blessings flow. 
in our self-reflective capacities, we make choices and we offer action that shows that we are doing a good work and that we cannot come down and that we will not stop until this vision is made manifest. Amen. We know that it's inevitable, not only possible. So we take these steps towards its creation. We begin envisioning, we call it forth from the realm of infinite possibility, knowing that it's taking form right here and right now as we hold sense and speak our powerful vision. We align our actions to support and nurture its graceful unfolding, and we give thanks. In advance as we watch it unfolding, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Ah, thank you for joining me in that ritual, that practice. Prayer is powerful. Visioning is powerful. It does change the whole in the moment that it is offered. We might not always be able to see all of the effects of that change, but the change is there. Judge not by appearances. So, this month we've been talking about sacred time. And during Tese this morning, we recalled our contemplations about the cycles of breath. So we're starting sort of at the smallest human cycle, one of the cycles that, is, um, that our lives depend on, and that's the cycle of breath. We spiraled out from the breath, recalling the cycle that we call the week, and then spiraling out the weekly, the monthly rhythms, and how those things can be used to call us back to our true nature, if we know how to use them, and if we will set intentions and practices that help us to remember how to use them. But they can call us back to being fully present. Then we spend some time in contemplation of the seasons of the year and the seasons of our lives. So I thought that we could start our conversation this morning talking about the seasons, the physical seasons. Is that okay with you guys? Mm -hmm. Okay. So we've had some beautiful seasons this year, yeah. don't you think? Mm -hmm. I, you know, it's amazing how I've still heard complaints about the weather all the way through, but, <laughs> but my experience of what happened this year was that we had a long, beautiful spring we had a cool start to the summer in June. We had some rain in June and early July even. We didn't hit triple digits until mid-July this year. We had no major fires in our area. We weren't dealing with smoke. This year was amazing. And our fall, it's gorgeous. We've had a little more rain. We've had cooler temperatures. Beautiful colors. So, <laughs> there's just so much to be grateful for. So much to be grateful for. So let's start with spring. Here's where our conversation begins. What are the words 
that for you are associated with spring? Rebirth. Rebirth. Blossoming. Blossoming. Growth. Growth. Baby ducks. Baby ducks. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Fresh possibilities. Fresh possibilities. Joy. Joy. New beginnings. New beginnings. Easter dresses and bonnets. Yay! Do you have any special memories that you'd like to share associated with spring? Do you have any memories associated with spring? Yeah. My mom would always buy us the Easter dress hmm? go to church ah. on, on Easter Sunday, and I always felt that that was... Every Sunday I got a new dress and a pretty little hat, and it was just mm. really nice. Every Easter memory. you got a new dress and a hat. What and a new shoes. What a sweet memory for a, a child. My grandmother would put together these fabulous Easter baskets, and with pride she'd go down to the McFarland candy store and buy the big <laughs> Beautiful Easter baskets, carefully prepared by grandmother. Beautiful. Any other special springtime memories? My high school uh, band and choirs got together and, and put on a spring concert every every spring when I was in high school, and it was uh, it was the biggest production of the year, and, and it was really it reminds me kind of of our the bonding we have at our spiritual retreats. Beautiful. It's that kind of bonding between kids. And Kids would cry when it was over. I mean, it was, it was more like graduation. Than, you know? <laughs> it, was, it was an amazing time of fellowship and working together and, and just love and creation. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. Did I see another hand over here on my way over there? I, I thought so. I had a beard in a small town in Brownsville, Oregon. Mm. And they were taller than my head, you know, and I thought, uh. and we could run through those fields, and there was a creek beside it. Oh, so beautiful. That is, that was a breeze, that was a small moment, but I remember that I remember the beautiful above my head. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you. I grew up on a beach farm, and uh, Ooh. the beaches had pink blossoms. Uh-huh. So fields and fields of pink blossoms. Beautiful. I bet they smell good, too. Huh? Yeah. Do any of you have special events that occur during the springtime? Celebrations, birthdays, anniversaries. What? Cool April nights. Cool April nights. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Easter Oh, an an anniversary. Oh. Oh, yeah. Doghouse for Christmas, Bob. My, my son, Duncan, lives in Junction City, and he's really, 
gets things going. He's mm -hmm. a real stir-upper good stuff. And they have a maypole in, oh, nice. in the park. Uh huh. And they have a maypole dance. Uh huh. Dancing around the maypole. Yeah. yeah, that happens. Lots of communities. I remember that happening up there. Isn't it nice to savor these things? To give ourselves the time to just go back and bring forth memories that are so joyful or so beautiful, to bring forth celebrations like anniversaries <laughs> and cool April nights. <laughs> so here's a question that you might want to answer out loud, or it might be one that you want to take with you for contemplation. Where in your life are you remaining tight in a bud? And what is the risk for you, or is there a risk for you, of blossoming? So there is space here, if anyone wants to share, or you can take that one home with you for contemplation. Well, I think we all have areas, I certainly do, where, uh, where we feel comfortable blossoming and putting ourselves out there, and I think we all have uh, other areas in our life where we're not as sure of ourselves, not quite as confident, mm -hmm. we kind of hold that a little bit. Okay. So what are, what might be some of the risks of the blossoming just in general? Your life changes. Okay, your life may change. Your life will change. Yeah. It, will change. <laughs> it will change. <laughs> then Not so will everything. Will. <laughs> yes. Then so will everything around it, huh? In blossoming, you're putting yourself out there. Putting yourself out there. So it's a place of vulnerability, maybe? Yeah. What will people think? Oh, what will people think? <laughs> or, or how, uh, yeah, how would you will they like me? I'm sorry, what? Um, possibility being criticized. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So will people criticize me, or even self-criticism, will I beat myself up over what's going on? And then that was related to what you said, which is? Well, blossoming, I mean, in my case, as I go further up in my spirituality mm -hmm. and I start to blossom, I'm not doing that in a, in a vacuum. Right. Not blossoming in a vacuum. And so you start wondering if people are going to be accepting, if they're going okay. to support, or, you know. Right. Especially those that are closest to us. Exactly. Are they going to accept these changes that I'm making in my life and still love me? And that's right. directly related with right. about something, whatever it was, and you kind of said, 
said, um, you kind of, I don't remember exactly, but you kind of let me know I was still hanging on to it, and I was still perceiving that as my life. And I should look at it, and I went home, got in bed, and looked at it, and let it go, and I feel so much better because oh, I didn't realize that I was hanging on to that. Right. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> you can always count on me to gently say, "Huh." Yes, you can. Huh. <laughs> now I get to blossom. That's right. Yay! Congratulations. You know, it occurs to me too. We we hold tight because we're unsure of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And if we put it out there and other people, we're afraid other people might confirm our, our deepest fear that maybe I'm just not up to this. Oh, that's scary. Mm. Maybe I'm not up to this after all. And you're already vulnerable, so if somebody right. zooms in and, and nails you, then yeah. really, it, that, that's the scary part for me. Yeah, I could say on this journey that we're on here, not so much now. I'm feeling up to this now, but at the beginning, <laughs> there was a question, you know, I feel called, I feel led, am I up to this? Yeah. Well, you're doing a good job. Well, <laughs> thank you. With all of the support, with all the support. I think it's also being willing to share the stories you've told about yourself. Yes. Right. Because a new story cannot unfold until you've let go of that one you're dragging along. And we often don't see it in ourselves. It's really important to have spiritual community where we can find other people to reflect for us our blind spots and our places, you know, because we all have them. We all have them. And this is such a beautiful place to be authentic. It is, yes. Thank you for that. I feel the same way. So let's go to the next season. What are words associated with summer for you? Eat? eat. Oh, heat. <laughs> I'm going, eat? <laughs> That's all the seasons where I'm concerned. <laughs> heat. Yes. Yeah, it can be. Right. Tomatoes. It ripens fresh yeah, tomatoes and great big zucchinis. Yeah. Sunshine, air conditioning. The beach. The beach. All right, swimming. Hiking. Hiking. Great places to that's hike true. In this area. Yeah, that's I mean, true. Even more than a lot of places. Mm -hmm. And there's like so many waterfalls. I mean, you can get a map yeah. and go to, I think, there, I don't even know how many there are. There are tons. There's a lot of them. And water is important with the heat that we have, because then you can cool off, right? So are there any special memories that you have associated with summer? My anniversary. Oh, oh he's, <laughs> he is a fast, fast learner. Yes. My anniversary. Good answer. Yours, too. Mine, too. He's, he's quick. No school. Fourth of July, um, and I always would have watermelon and corn on the cob Ooh. on the Fourth of July. So that's what I think of the Fourth of July uh -huh. is that. And watermelon the fireworks, of course. But yeah, watermelon, corn on the cob, and fireworks. Summer picnics. Summer picnics. Camping. Camping. Yay. Outdoor concerts. Outdoor oh, concerts. Yes. Yeah. Found you again. That's true. 
being able to find a quiet place and to look at the stars mm. without being too hot or cold. Uh -huh. <laughs> Comfort is important. It is. Be Super viewing tasty. Huh? Super tasty food. Super tasty food, yeah. My oh, birthday. birthday. <laughs> Your birthday. Barbecue. I am going to throw out there farmer's market. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Fresh veggies. Fresh veggies and fruits. Do you have any special events that happen in your life? You already called one out. <laughs> in the summertime. Huh? A Chris was quick on that one. <laughs> I'm not going to miss my cue. I can't learn all my lessons from my own mistakes. <laughs> Any birthdays, any, uh, yeah, just birthdays your August. birthday in August, special celebrations of different kinds. We've oh, talked. Oh, you have an anniversary too. Yeah. Nice. Dave's birthday. That's right, Dave's birthday. Our anniversary is four days after my birthday, which is in spring. Which is often on Father's Day. Yes. We lump them together. <laughs> I know. So let's back up to spring, because I left out a question in all of our fun discussion. Um, if you were going to complete this sentence, how would you complete it? Spring is the season of new beginnings. Yes, new beginnings. Yeah. Ripening. Huh? Ripening. Ripening. Love. Love. I mean, after all, Valentine's Day is in February. Yeah. Actually, spring is when I became a mother. Oh, spring oh, is when I became a mother. The so season is, uh, spring is a season of motherhood for you. Let us not forget our minister's birthday. Oh, yes. well, <laughs> thank you. Well, then what about if you were to complete summer is the season of? Fullness, ripeness. Fullness, ripeness. Adventure. Adventure. Outdoors. Outdoors. Vacation. Vacation. Yay. Fishing. Where's April when you need her? <laughs> it's going to be a fishing excursion this year. So, again, we don't spend time enough, I think, lingering over some of these things and how much there is to be grateful for. So here's another question that you might want to answer here or you might want to take home with you for contemplation. Where in your life right now is feeling most fruitful? Where in your life is feeling most fruitful? And the second part to it, what are you on fire for? My spiritual life is fruitful. Okay. And um, just allowing myself to be. Allowing yourself to be. Nice. Just be. Yeah. Just don't know I'm God. Those are my two things. Thank you. Anyone else have anything you want to share? Where are you most? Experiencing God's presence. Experiencing God's presence. Nice. Having my inner wisdom tell me what I need to be doing in the present moment. Listening to that. Oh, so listening to the inner wisdom and allowing it to guide your steps to order your life. Nice. I was going to say, experiencing God's presence in 
expectations. For oh, example, if something re yeah. very recently happened, I was exasperated about something, and I'd say, Google, get God. <laughs> and without thinking about saying it, and immediately uh, the name, the words John Denver came on the screen, speaking <laughs> sunshine on my shoulder. <laughs> that is God at work, if I've ever heard. Showing that he's, he's with us all the time. All the time. And he's got a great sense of Google, get God. I have to remember that. That's good. <laughs> yes, Lucinda. Well, for me right now, I always, when I do visioning or any kind of thing where I, you know, a lot of times even in meditation, I would see myself at the edge of some kind of a precipice. Mm -hmm. And there'd be kind of some kind of fog or something beyond. I couldn't see what it was. And at this point now, it have started to clear. Mm. First becoming a practitioner, mm -hmm. but the path is, is becoming much, much clearer. There's still some fog. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. It teaches me patience. <laughs> <laughs> Things will happen when the time is right, not right now, and not according to Lucinda's. There you go. Not so Thank you. All right, let's move into autumn, since we're, that's where we are right now. What are some words associated with autumn? Harvest. Harvest, school. Canning. Colorful canning. <laughs> Reflection. Reflection. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Frost. Frost. Ooh, Chris's birthday. Yeah. All right. All right. Reflection. Mm. Halloween. Thank you. Happy birthday. Halloween. Any special memories from autumn? The birth of my youngest child. Mm. Mm. Yeah. My oldest child. All right. <laughs> and, and my daughter. Yeah. Anybody ever rake big piles of leaves? Oh, yeah. And then... Destroy them, yeah. Play in them, make Watch angels the in them. Jump in them and scatter them all over the yard again. Yeah, or throw yourself in and make a big angel. <laughs> a leaf angel. <laughs> that golden hour, that dusky hour, that just was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, the warmth of the color everywhere you look. The trees are just stunning right now. Pumpkins. Pumpkin carving. Pumpkin muffin. Pumpkin bread. Pumpkin latte. Today we have pumpkin bisque for lunch. <laughs> so if you were to complete the sentence, how would you complete it? Autumn is a season of slowing down. Slowing down. Contemplation. Well, how you Contemplation. Say that word? <laughs> That's it. Gratitude. Gratitude. Yeah. Abundance. Abundance. Yeah. Okay, another question. Might want to share, might not. 
Are you longing to return to some essential self? And what would need to be peeled away and released in order to do that? Is there a longing within you to return to some essence, some essential self, and what would need to be peeled away to do that? Yes, and God knows. Yes, and God knows. <laughs> That's where the listening comes in, right? <laughs> yes. Um, I, I feel that, that we're all divine, but we've been told that we're not. And so we're not everybody in the world, but pretty much everybody in this room is really searching, or maybe they found that they are God in body. Mm -hmm. And I want to be able to stay there without fear. Ah, to stay in your divine presence. Without fear, without which is fear. what holds me back on everything in my life. Is yeah. Fear of this, fear of that. And not even thinking about the fear, it's just kind of there. Yeah. Yeah, we don't even realize sometimes how much fear is in there around different things. And judgments, yeah. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. Noise in our minds. <laughs> you're right. You are absolutely right. We move right past it. Until we remember to breathe and get still and again listen. Not let all the noise of the outside and the internal life. I have found, I've been meditating, and I finally figured out how to, to do it in a way that my mind is quiet. Mm -hmm. It only took me 30 years, but I can That's do that not now. long. And I have to say that that is where I found the peace that passes understanding, uh -huh. is in that holy, holy place within me with no monkey mind. I just uh -huh. found a way to just tell it to be quiet, that's, and it does. That's great. <laughs> All right, one more season. What are we missing? Winter. Winter. What are your associations with winter? Snow. Christmas and snow. And what? Hibernation. Christmas music. Burr. Cold. Fireplace. Fireplace. Hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. Soup. Soup. Eggnog. <laughs> Rain. Yeah. Any special events, activities, or memories? Birthday. Birthday. <laughs> Yay. Christmas. Christmas. New Year's. New Year's. 
My birthday. first white Christmas. Oh, your first white Christmas. In Utah. Nice. Mm -hmm. Southern yeah. California, it was a revelation to go out and see <laughs> all the icicles hanging up yeah. the eaves and Christmas lights in uh -huh. particular. I thought, this is what Christmas is supposed to look like. Yeah. Think, yeah. Everywhere, even Southern California, you could have just for that one day, we could have it look like this. Uh-huh. <laughs> White Christmas. Oh, birth of two daughters. Birthday. Birthday. Yay. The first Christmas that my granddaughters came out to stay with me and they got to see snow. Being oh. raised in Florida, and they were both teenagers, <laughs> sure. and they just thought the snow was the piece de resistance. They uh, went downtown and bought all that kinds of snow gear and went and spent two days during the two weeks they were here. They drove up to Mount Shasta just to play in the <laughs> snow. <laughs> How fun. How fun. My yep. only grandson's first Christmas, that was a real holiday. Oh, yeah. little girls and they were from Southern California mm -hmm. and when they came up and it was Christmas time we had a snow in Burt Ranch and I remember I looked out and saw that it snowed and I knew they had never seen snow before I go hey you guys come here and they looked looked out and they had no clue what it was I got them all bundled up and they went and played and there was so much joy in those little girls that they didn't mm. even know what snow was and yeah. they just loved it and it was just amazing to watch them experience something they didn't even know existed. That's really beautiful. <laughs> Fun to watch children in their discovery. We could just be more like them at times, huh? We had a dog who was at his most joyful in the snow. Oh, <laughs> joyful dog in the snow. That's true. Technically, it's still winter. Yes. So, winter is the season of? Celebration. Slowing down. Contemplation. Sparkles. Slowing down sparkles. Going within. Going within. Christmas lights. Quiet. Gatherings. Gatherings. How quiet it is when it snows. Oh, yes. You wake up in the morning and you know there is no sound right. whatsoever. It is so dead quiet. Yeah. I love that. A few years ago when we had 13 inches in our backyard overnight, <laughs> it was so quiet. Except for the falling trees. Because <laughs> Redding's not used to that and it was a... Oh, I remember you know. all the trees broke everywhere. Right. Yep. All on the road, highway, everywhere. <laughs> all right. Well, let's look at a question here for winter time that you might want to take home for contemplation. I didn't move this one over for some reason. Ah. We often think of winter as a season to get through as we wait for spring to arrive. But what if we could honor it for its own integrity and depth, for its own sake? What if winter was simply a gift that we needed to unwrap slowly and with great care and attention? What gift might 
that experience offer for your own journey of discernment? What if we were to just take our time and allow it to be the slower, more contemplative, quieter, even with all of the celebration? the season that brings us to a sense of going inward and let it be that and not try to rush through it and get to spring. What might that do for our growth and our discernment? Um, I studied under Rantha and this is what he said about winter, mm -hmm. that the trees, they lose their leaves and they go to sleep mm -hmm. and they dream of what their branches and their leaves oh. are going to look like in spring. Oh. And he said that we should do that too. Mm. Go to sleep or meditate and dream what you want in your life in spring. Nice. Beautiful. Mm. It's a time of wisdom as well. Yeah. Well, I was thinking a lot of times... We, we look at on a, on a snowy landscape and we think everything's dead, but that's not true. There are all kinds of things that are happening underground for all kinds of uh, trees and everything else, and I think the same is true for us. Yes, and absolutely. And to slow down and allow that growth to happen so that in the spring we can bloom. Right. There's something wanting to come out and bloom. So get rooted. Take in the nourishment from that time of of contemplation from that time of slowing down. Bob and then Chris. Well, I think winter is a time, even when we're asleep, when it's raining, our reservoirs are filling up. Absolutely. Taking care of it, so we'll have water and irrigation for the farmers. Mm -hmm. Summer rains too. Sure. But winter when they What a beautiful metaphor. Bob doesn't speak often, but when Bob speaks, we pay attention. <laughs> winter is a time to allow ourselves to be refilled. Let the reservoirs within our own being be refilled, just as they mirror the reservoirs in our world. I was uh, reminded of the, uh, the old Disney cartoon version of the fable of the grasshopper and the ants. Mm -hmm. And the grasshopper's goofing off all summer and all spring and all summer and all fall. And finally he's freezing to death and, and uh, you know, the ants have been working and yep. you should be doing that. Uh, <laughs> then when push comes to shove and he's freezing to death, they welcome him into their, their hive, and they're partying. They're partying <laughs> all winter long. They work, they work like the Dickens all the way through spring, summer, yeah. and fall, Yeah. and boy, it's party time for the ants. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good one to reflect on. That is. <sighs> so from the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. 
a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. There is a time for everything. There is something in me that wants to resist the time for hate and the time for war. But if we look at those pieces through the lens of looking inward at the human journey, there is a time that we find great distaste in something that we've done or somewhere that we've been, something that's occurred in our world. And the feeling can really be I really hate that. I don't want that anymore. No more of that. So it's a strong word, but I think we do experience it. It can be cathartic. It can be cathartic, yes. It can bring change. It can be what moves us to change. And the same is true of the warring that happens within us. You know, it's, it's lovely to set our intentions and place our thoughts in as many positive places as we can and to do as much good work as we can in the world. But there are times that within me there is a warring happening. You know, the angel on my one shoulder is not in agreement with the devil on the other shoulder and it's going on. And so within us there can be this great um, uh, sense of it, warring is a good word for that. And that also can be cathartic. It calls us to go deeper, to listen more deeply, to look inward, to look outward, and to look at what is ours to do. And it seemed to me to be the uh, metaphysical meaning of, uh, of revelation in the New Testament. Yeah. That inner Armageddon that we're right. Yes. Right. Yes. Just like in our world, rather than fighting physically with other nations, can we find commonality and threads of compassion and love that can be extended? Can we also do that within ourselves? And what would happen if we all would do that? What would happen if we all would do that? Could do that? 
Love soaked world. Yes. That's, that's what that's I that's see what happening. Yeah. So this morning we contemplated the idea that like the turning of the year, our lives also have seasons. So we've talked a lot about the physical seasons. But I want to just spend another moment or two. And moving from one season to the next, each time we do that in terms of our seasons of our lives, we're crossing thresholds. We move through periods of uncertainty and we feel like we're starting all over again. When we move from childhood into young adulthood, there's a sense of, you know, we, I, I don't know, I'll speak for me, I thought I knew exactly how to do this thing, but my life looking back has shown that I didn't know as much as I thought I did. There was actually a lot of uncertainty and that sense of I know what I'm doing was really a protective armor. It wasn't that I really did know what I was doing. And I think the same when we come to a point where we are in our young adulthood and then we move into midlife, there's this thing that they call a crisis even that happens in many lives as we move from what we see to be young adulthood to, oh, here I am at whatever age we have that happen, 40, 45, I don't know. Some have it at 35, some don't have it till 60, whatever. 71. 71. <laughs> Uh-oh, here we go. And then again, as we move from midlife into elderhood, whole different phase, a whole, you know, people retire. Oftentimes you see a lot of, now what? What's my next step? What, what's next in my life? So this is a time of, of real transition. Has anybody else here experienced that? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, not just me. What are some of the things that have made your transitions a little bit easier? Mm -hmm. Support, family, community, support. Metaphysical studies. Metaphysical studies. Spiritual studies in whatever flavor they take on in your life. Awareness of good health. Awareness of good health. Practicing, Practicing things that bring good health. Physical. Huh? Fun. Fun. Yes. Dancing. Dancing. <laughs> yeah. So I have just a paragraph or two that I want to share from this lovely book. It's been a real blessing for me uh, this past month. And being able to share it with you has been really a nice experience as well. So she says, this is how important our relationship to time can be. We are called to cultivate patterns and ways of being that nourish a slow, soulful, and mindful attention to all that is unfolding. So she brings the questions. These questions were from this book that I asked today. She brings these questions additionally into our lives. Are there places where I move mindlessly on from one life stage to another? Yes. Are there places where I move mindlessly on from one life stage to another? 
We want to ideally be mindful, but are we always mindful about everything all the time? Yeah. From one season to another, in my rush to get to the next thing or project, do I become mindless? I certainly do. Or can I be absolutely present to the movement between things and discover there is a grace and wonder that was previously hidden? I think it's always an option something for us to uh, maybe intend or move in the direction of without um, holding ourselves hostage to any particular pace or way that that looks. And then she says, it was such an act of trust. Whoops, that's not the paragraph. <laughs> you wouldn't know what that was about. Okay, if you are in the midst of a time of discernment and wondering what is next in your life, see if you might not begin with letting go, Amen. surrendering. Amen. <laughs> Let go of your need to figure things out. Oh, yeah. Let go of a particular timetable, even if there's some external pressure. Let go of your own need to keep busy to move things along. One of the best things that this author did in her journey was to intentionally give time to not doing anything at all. This is one that I'm still working with, and I do some of this during my week now. Because it feels kind of uncomfortable at times when we're used to just being busy all the time. Busy, busy, go, go. She says that there is no rushing the process forward. Learning to be in the discomfort of not knowing is a great gift. And we cultivate humility when we acknowledge that some things are just plain bigger than we are. So together, remembering and acknowledging the one source of all that is, we close our time together today. God, the one creative intelligence, the one love, the one law, the one process, expressing as all of creation, right here and right now and in every moment. I know that I am created for such a time and place as this. as are we all. That my heart is capable of holding both fullness and emptiness. The rise and fall of everything. I imagine the seasons as a wisdom text about how to live with grace in the presence of paradox and uncertainty. I feel myself ripening. I feel the sacred presence reaching out to me through the rhythms and cycles of the world. In every moment, I am making new discoveries. And so I give thanks 
I'm so grateful for every step along the way, for every new bit of awareness. As I grow and expand in knowledge and understanding and wisdom, I am at peace. I trust that my purpose here is being fulfilled, and I am content. Allowing myself to simply rest in this season of my life, I release my word, trusting that it is opening the way for the next season of my life to unfold in grace and joy and beauty. And so I allow it to be. I surrender to the process, and it is done. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Sacred time. Each Sunday we make a sacred time to allow you to share the uh, abundance of your life with us should you choose to do so. And so we uh, offer a blessing for this time. We acknowledge all of the gifts of time, talent, skill, treasure, love, devotion, dedication that everyone here and many beyond these walls brings to this beloved community. And so I invite you to share in this affirmation for our offering this morning. As I awaken to the God within me and all around me, I see abundance everywhere I look. I consciously step into that flow of abundance by this act of giving. I offer this gift freely in the spirit of love, blessing and sending it forth to heal and prosper. It's evidence of my deep faith. It does good work in the world and blesses all of creation. I give from a consciousness of abundance. And so it is. Amen. And so as we circulate today, we're going to bring a little country western into the house. Yay. Yeehaw. <laughs> have to be a skinny line. You don't have to do anything, but you're welcome to do whatever you want. One, two, three, four. There's no time to kill between the cradle and the grave. Father, time still takes a toll on every second that you save. Legal tender's never gonna change the number on your days. The highest cost of living's dying, that's one everybody pays. So have it spent before you get the bill, there's no time to kill. If we'd known ten years ago, today would be ten years from now. Would we travel and make it last somehow? Or need the cheers in someone else's game? And never learn to play and see the rules of some are all the same. And measure every day. The grass is green on both sides of the hill. No time to kill. No time to kill. Even I said it probably always will. I can look ahead and see that time ain't still No time to kill, but time to change the kind of hurry I've been in With this work and worry again 
back of where I've been. If you don't look ahead, nobody will. There's no time to kill. Well, if we had an hourglass to watch each one go by, pull a bell to mark each one to pass, to see just how they fly, would we escalate the value to be worth its weight in gold? Would we never know the treasures that we have to be grown? Do we just keep killing time until there's no time to kill? No time to kill, even I said it probably always But I can't look ahead and see that time still. No time to kill, but time to change the kind of hurry I've been. With this work and worry, looking back at where I've been. If you don't look ahead, nobody will. No time to kill. No time to kill. Even I said it, probably always But I can't look ahead and see that time is simply still. No time to kill. Time to change the kind of hurry I've been. With this work and worry, No time to kill. No time to kill. No time to kill. No time to kill. taking just a moment to sit in gratitude for each and every way in which Mr. Card is supported and in which I am supported. Deeply grateful for all of the financial gifts that come in and allow us to continue doing our work, but also for each and every one who contributes in other ways. The food today, the cleaning fairies who come in, all of those people who make, the, make sure that everything just runs smoothly and cleanly in the background. And so at this time, thinking about the gratitude that I have for family, this family, I reach out to each and every one with my heart. As I say thank you, for all of your gifts. Thank you for the abundance that you allow to flow to us. Thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. So it is. Amen. They tell me we're having Lebanese next week. I don't even know what that is. But I'm going to learn. Hand in hand, we see the light, we take a stand. 
Have a blessed Sunday. If you're and have here, a blessed I hope you Thanksgiving. Join us for lunch. Yes, happy Thanksgiving.